once you, once I stopped performing last year, there was this unbelievable like drop in like even caring about that because I didn't feel like the man on a regular basis. Like, you know, if you make a lot of money, you feel like the man. You work hard all week and you come home Friday night, you feel like the man. As a stand-up comedian, where you become the man is working the road, killing your weekends, making some money. And when I wasn't doing that, bro, it affected my mental health on a way that I didn't even expect. I just actually felt like I had chosen the wrong job. Like, oh, what a dumb job. I'm not essential. I saw lots of my friends being essential. I was like, I'm a fucking comic. I'm an idiot. And in reality, I'm like, I love my job. And I am the man. And uh, COVID's just a bitch. I'll just say welcome everyone to uh, episode number 15 of the Johnny Rogers show. My guest today is the one and only Mike Rita. Just getting his stuff together in his office there. We're going to be talking about <laughs> lockdown part two. I, I didn't think this was ever going to be a thing. You remember when we were supposed to just flatten the curve for a couple, couple weeks? <laughs> oh man, they had no idea what they were talking about either though. That's the Not- problem. They acted like they did. Yeah, so believe them instead of just coming out and being like, "Buddy, we don't fucking know what." It was the, the confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have been more down. like fragile. Yes, they should have been more realistic with what the goal was here because we thought it was gonna be two weeks, it's been two years, bro. What the fuck? Yeah, because everyone always fuck. thinks like, "Oh, the you know the government have to put on like a, a brave face because if the government's freaking out then everyone will freak out and i'm like nah, i don't think that's the case i think if the government was freaking out there there'd still be a few really strong people who are like well, i'll stand up and do something yeah they have white knight syndrome they believe they're the be all end all they save everything they create all it's, it's fuck these people man yeah, it is a little weird that uh, I guess it would happen to anyone, right? Like even historically, anyone who gets into a position of power and that becomes their world. Like Obama talked about that, about how he didn't realize it until he was in it, like how influential everyone around you is and how much they normalize shit that we see as being like, whoa, that's that's crazy that you would just, you know, choose to do that. <coughs> whatever the decision may be that ends up affecting millions of people. But to them, they're just like, that's the job. Like, yeah. That, just, I got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. They just accept it. That's insane though. All right. Oh, the fireplace going too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whole Did you mood. see it for a second? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, nice. man, that's so funny, man. <laughs> so Christmassy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the office is real, but, um, Okay, so you said this was episode 15. Who's been your other guest? You have other comedy people that I know? Yeah, I had uh, Alex Wood on. I just had Cliff Knight on. I was talking to Anto. Um, I've been trying to mix it up, too. I have, like, some of my friends who are, like, YouTubers. Uh, like, people like listening to, like, Jared Bronstein and uh, Lindsay Ivan, too. Those were, like, big podcasts. What are they? Uh, yeah, they're podcasters and shit like that. Yeah, most most people have been just like either entertainers or creatives in some some form or capacity. But like 
I love, I wanted to start the show because I love the idea of just like getting someone to boil down something that's been on their mind into just one word and then trying to, you know, form an hour of conversation based off of that one thing. Like just, just continuously branching out from that one word to me is interesting. Okay. So like we chose re like lockdown part two pretty much. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I didn't expect us to be here. I didn't expect us to be going through this anymore. I didn't expect us to, my livelihood is in fucking shambles again. Like I just had like two months worth of gigs cancel. Mm. Um, and the thing is like, you know me, Johnny, I'm going to bring it back to the underground world again. I'm going to bring it back to the private shows, uh, secret ticket sales, um, you know, minimal announcements that something is happening. And, uh, and it's the way that it's got to be like, um, unless man, like, like, I don't know, man, I, I don't know what the government's going to do. I doubt that they're going to offer a secondary serve if shit starts locking down again. Yeah. Like, is that because before they, I mean, they made such a big deal of like, oh, we were scammed out of like X amount of money and then these people are going to face fines and, you know, they made a big deal of it. So it's like, are they going to do that to themselves again? Or are they going to just say, you know, figure it out? You figured it out the first time, which would be pretty brutal to like in place such harsh lockdowns and then be like, you know, you're, you're kind of, you're on your own there. Yeah, what but is on your own though? Like, how can they? Yeah, that's like, what I mean. Have, like, I just abandoned like people, people like that. Yeah, they're gonna abandon hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. And what are we all gonna rush towards our local fucking McDonald's in hopes that we can sweep their floors for fifteen dollars an hour? Like, what do they expect well, us to do? Here's the thing, man: is that this is having such huge, like, just it's such the butterfly effect, right? Like, their top-down decision to just you know close everything because of a couple cases going up you know what i mean like at this point i feel like we should be able to treat it if it's coming in even if it's this omicron thing we've been through this we should at least know how to slow it down i'm not <coughs> on the front line so what do i know but i mean i, I honestly only I, care I, about you would think numbers, we'd be bro. more prepared for this by now <coughs> no uh, they're not they're not they don't they don't know what to do because they're trying to walk that fine line of public, like public, like safety. And also they want the public to, to still like them. Yeah. Like, um, like, but fuck that shit, man. Either you let the public hate you and you keep us safe or all of us hate you and you just keep everything open anyway. Like who gives a shit at this point, man? Like, um, okay. This is what I was going to say too. When it comes to the secondary lockdown, what is i was scared of people dying the first time what are we scared about like the the, the icu numbers are low and the yeah. death count is staying low too like it's just like a flu at this point like people are getting it yeah you just can't the fuck home. you can't count like infection rate and be like oh the this many people more got infected so now we need to like raise the alarms it's like no like how many people died that's what yeah, are people know. dying still or are not? Are people dying? Like, like it, that's what we're worried they're not, about. Man. They're not. Like, it's, not, man. lots of people are getting infected. Sure. Are they getting treated and then they're fine? Okay, then why are we, why is there such a hysteria? Like, if people get sick with the flu. People get uh, bronchitis. People get, like, shit all the time. What you want to know is what's the fatality rate? Like, what, 
that's where that's when you should be scared. That's why we were scared the first time is because people were just dying because they didn't know how to treat it. No, nah, that first wave. But they're holding the that same fear, died. though. They're holding that same fear. Like, it's, it's crazy. It actually wakes up the conspiracy theorist in you. It really does. It like, does. And you try to be like, ugh. Yeah, I know. You try to, like, <laughs> kind of calm yourself down. And you're like, you're like relax. Chill out, buddy. Come <laughs> on, relax. Take it easy. These are just idiot people, too, in high jobs. That just never. Yeah. They, they're just stressed. Jobs, they need something to hold on to. Yeah, their jobs, they thought in their heads, was going to be fiscal things, money-related issues. These aren't public health people. And now, now you get to see how much we actually rely on smart scientists and really actual smart people to help us out yeah, of this. Because we didn't really need them. You know, before this, before this pandemic, what was science doing? They'd come out with some cool, hey, we took a picture of a black hole and everyone's like, ah, it's great. All right. Uh, and everyone right. went back to what they were doing, you know? Yeah. Nobody really cared about science. Everyone hated no. big pharma. Remember when everyone hated big pharma? No, you got to like, hate Big Pharma oh, for what the they worst. do for, for the bottom. Like, they're still about the bottom line. Like, yeah, they're like, the, yeah, buddy, third booster, that, that's fourth a, booster. That's a miraculous turnaround for a vaccine, though. Within a year, that's pretty crazy. I mean, Man. you got to give it up. Well, you got to give credit where credit is due. Of course, they're going to try to make money like any company would. But, goddamn, that's that's quick turnover. They took, okay like, 20, 20 years of research or something and turned it into a vaccine within within a year. So the MRA one is, that's why they use that stupid MRA one or whatever the fuck, because it's uh, adaptable to different things and whatever the fuck. Like, I, I, I listen, listen, I don't yeah. know exactly what I'm saying. But We're I two stoners. Know. Yeah, just to be clear for the listener, this is two just, stoners. Just, I just, just hit a bong before this podcast. He's smoking I'm smoking currently. as we record. I'm literally getting high as we record. So it's none like, of this uh, is, none of this is real. Take it yeah, this take... is all of, all of us just fucking getting high and being like, yeah, fuck this shit. Honestly, this is just us airing yeah. out what they refer yeah. to as COVID fatigue. I, I just want you're them just to so know, know what they're listening to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want someone to come up to me and be like, man, I get all my news from you. I'd be like, don't do that. No, what, a, what are you like? Oh, man, why would you do that? Don't do that. <laughs> Read a newspaper or something. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Bloomberg, I heard is good. Dude, <laughs> we know a comic in the city where I guarantee like a good chunk of his following gets the news from him. Anyway, oh. I'm talking about like, you know, like OBB, so OBB Banky, you know, and everybody knows, you know, and they, I swear because you read his comment section, you're like, you guys, you guys got to get it together, man. I remember when they were the ones that we referred to as woke. And now it's gone the full other way around that if you just try to critically think about anything, now you're either dumb woke or smart woke. But it's like, buddy, listen, scrutinizing thought isn't about being woke. It's just about scrutinizing your own shit. Both sides have an issue with that. The, yeah. Like the pro-vaccine side and the anti-vaccine side. They both have an issue with scrutinizing thought. They just want to live in these weird little comfort zones where it's like, it's they okay need to, to win. admit that That's the vaccine the is yeah 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 bro they, they need, need to, to win. win the argument oh come on man there's middle ground here you know what i yeah, mean yeah yeah no it's it like, needs um, to be a journey you need to be doing this together like having yeah. that conversation you know but nobody wants to do that because nobody wants to do that because like that then so say you have two people who are complete polar opposites decide to sit down and have a conversation with each other that both sides get nailed because they're like oh what a shill he 
he like hung out with that libtard and then did a and then the the liberal person it gets like canceled because they hung out with a right winger and it's like see, there's, no, there's no winning you can never if the, the minute you submit yourself what's it saying the minute you submit yourself in a thought is now the minute that you're unable to move from that thought or whatever the fuck meaning like if you actually believe whatever in something so fuck. much i can't remember my high school teacher would say it. it's like a way of describing to, to make sure you always stay open-minded that you never fully like commit to something unless it's like something basic like yeah the sky is blue that's the, obviously but like something like the vaccine you don't have to it? fully commit nobody knows anything even the guys who are like the experts every day are like you know what after some pretty rigorous testing we just realized that these plexiglass fucking things that we've been putting up might be worse for us and uh, at first, the idea seemed, you know, seems right. You're like, yeah, blocking something. Sure, that makes sense. But now it stops airflow in these uh, these grocery stores. And they're seeing that it's worse. It's worse for us to have so much plexiglass up everywhere. Man, they've been doing that with everything, though. Like, every six months, eggs are good for you, and then they're bad for you. And then too much water is bad for you, and then it's good for you. And then... <laughs> like- That's because, honestly, man... And this is the craziest thing is that life truly is uh, experienced on the individual level. Mm-hmm. As much as we believe that we're all this one, that we're working together, it's just a bunch of individuals every day going at their business and getting to their goals. And then thank God, not everything collapses somehow. It's a fucking miracle that Dude, society I think about that. doesn't collapse. You Dude, know I what I mean? I think about that every time I'm on the highway. <laughs> Every time, I'm right, driving on the hi- every time I'm driving on the highway, I think this is a goddamn miracle that That's we're right, all that doing we're all this simultaneously like this. Yeah. at a hu- over 100 kilometers an hour and nobody's Nothing banging even into close. each other. That's right. <laughs> Just I think about like, other, how the like closest this. land animal isn't even close. Like yeah. no way could thousands of cheetahs run the way that we move in cars. Like there's just yeah. no way, man. It's so weird. Yeah, it's, it's weird. A, it's um. It's a school of fish, man. You ever think of like when you see a school of fish move together and they're not even touching each other because they're so yeah. in tune with the next fish next to each other? That's how I picture the highway when we're going through like the DVP and everybody's doing 80 on the DVP and there's like left, right, up, down, under the bridge, through, around. Like that's what it must look like from like if you didn't know what a car was and you were looking out to earth, it looks like schools of fish moving yeah. amongst themselves. What kind of looks like that too, if you're flying and you look down and you can see kind of a roadway, you just see these little dots all gliding the same. Yeah, you're like, oh, it's so weird. And you know what the crazier thing is? Have you ever seen what like, like you remember like the Magic School Bus or something when they show information moving through a computer and it's like singular data pieces being entered like individually, but at a rapid pace. That's what we are on earth on an organic level. Uh, it's just small pieces of organic matter carrying data to the next thing to continue on the process of growth and living true and that data is like at the simplest form just dna right like whatever dna bro survival the coding is the coding in that dna my buddy had this crazy theory that like our our ga- he like explained it in, in a way that was like our galaxy or earth let's say is very similar to uh like a computer 
so say like take like your desktop computer for example there's yeah. all of this stuff in it that's necessary to make your computer work the way it does there's a microchip somewhere in there that needs to fire off so that you can like click and drag a file on your computer simple shit like that but like the microchip itself in there isn't necessarily like Oh, it's aware of what it's doing, but it's not necessarily aware of like the bigger picture of like what oh, it's yeah. connected to. Oh yeah, it has no to. idea. No, oh, it's, so it's, it's like that's what Earth bug. is. We're just like part of this uh, this other interconnected thing that's connected to a thing that's even yeah. bigger that we have no idea what the fuck it's doing or why. Like, why is the universe expanding, and what is it expanding to? It just keeps Nothing. going. Yeah. It's the craziest thing, man, and, and, and it lends itself to the idea of a multiverse and that we are never ending. Man, when, when you think about just the size of our visual universe, what we can see, it almost, like, when I was a teenager, it almost crippled me into, like, into my bed. Like, when I realized how small we actually were and how insignificant we were, I realized, like, holy shit, is life even worth living? Like, we're nothing. What the fuck are we? We're not. It's very depressing at first. And then uh, it's like, who cares? <laughs> Whatever we are, we are. You know? Like, I'm just going to eat cake and drink Coca-Cola and smoke weed. And, uh, you know, like, I, I, my existence matters minimally. Like, like you know, and I swear to God, my perspective only changed when I had kids or a kid. Mm -hmm. When I had my daughter, I was like, oh, fuck. Now I matter to this fuckhead because now I got to, like, now I got to, like, raise her and, and, and be there for her or she'll like die and that's no fun because life is so fun, fun and it's nice to experience yeah yeah you, you know life is nice man like like i don't even like human life i just love life like animals plants ocean space but like the human experience we fucked it up like greed ultimately fucked up the human experience at this point in our existence, we should be living in some sort of utopia. We know how to make enough food. We know how to make enough shelter. We understand mental health and we know how to work each mm -hmm. day so that we can get that. You know, that's like a, people call that a communist utopia or some shit, but it's not. Yeah. We're smart enough to do it. We're just not smart enough to fund it because rich people like to stay rich and they like to create a, a wealth gap, makes them feel good each day, every single day. But. I get that, but I also get like, I I think now, here's my argument for why now is the best time ever, because I feel like now we have more time and freedom to have these kind of conversations, these thought provoking conversations that lead to a point where if you want that utopia, you have to realize that life is essentially like what you created in your own mind, like what how you interpret things that you experience in life is up to you. And if you interpret all of it as this, uh, every moment is like the best moment ever, like the same way when you are about to accomplish one of your goals that you've wanted to accomplish for so long, that amazing feeling of doing that. If you apply that exact same feeling to every other experience, just like, force yourself to feel it the same way that you could imagine what a uh, two for one or pizza pizza tastes like right now. If you were to sit yeah. there and think, if you were to sit there and think about it, you could imagine what it tastes like. 
it's the same thing. Like you just imagine that great feeling with everything that you're like doing in your life. And you can kind of create that utopia there as a starting point. And then the rich stuff I think is always like a mental block in a way with wealth, because if you always demonize like wealthy people, there are like super wealthy people who are like fucking evil as shit. Don't get me wrong. But if you demonize it too much, then when you become, you stop yourself from becoming more wealthy because you think that if you become more wealthy, you'll be corrupted instead of like, I need more money because I want more time. More time means more freedom to do whatever I want to do. Or like, I don't think I have, I'll ever become wealthy. I only think I can become rich. I can become well off. I don't think I'll ever reach wealth status where like I'll be generationally wealthy for my family. I always think about that. Could I become that? But that takes a lot of work, man. People just want to become fucking CEOs until they realize how much work these dudes actually put in maybe in the first 20, 30 years before they became these old rich fucks. Oh, for sure. Like um, They sacrificed like, like all their time with friends and family for that. That's it, man. Sat around at their desk all day brainstorming, thinking about the next big thing until they were the next big thing. And uh, <laughs> I don't want to become wealthy. I think about that all the time. It would be a nightmare for me to have to have that struggle every day of retaining and working hard like that. Smoking I don't like your money work. around? Yeah, I don't like to work hard. I like to uh, live. I like to work and live comfortably. Like I have too much anxiety as a person. So if I'm living a high stress life, it's fucked. Like, like uh, I recently started a comedy festival and it's, it's been eating up all my time because I want to get ahead before I can put, take my foot off the pedal. The same mm-hmm. thing I did with stand-up comedy. I, I like to get ahead before I relax. And then once you're ahead a little bit, you can just relax for a bit, coast, look back at where you've come from. And then once you have your, you regain your focus again and you, and you know, everything's ready to rock. You put your foot down on the pedal again. Like um, COVID sucks. You can't book anything right now. You can't, you can't even retain a theater. Like if you call a little theater, they're hard to retain. Mm, they'll like end up canceling on you or whatever because they've been pushed with other bylaw restrictions or something and they have a million rescheduled uh, dates coming up too because of everything that's going on january if you call a venue they're not going to book shit bro everybody can feel it they're going to shut us down after christmas this better not become <coughs> like a yearly fucking thing shut down for christmas boys i don't know just the what? <laughs> it makes yeah, it makes me want uh, global warming to be real and and to just to wreck us quick. Like you know, <laughs> maybe me and my kid can enjoy like you know. Hey, the heat will kill the virus, so that's not a bad thing. <laughs> what I'm saying, let's go. Let's Everybody outside go. with your aerosol cans right now. They don't make those process. no more. They only make uh, <laughs> what do you call that? The the eco friendly aerosols. Oh, I no. seen it the other day. <laughs> you're spraying like, it. You're is, just like healing the ozone. You're like, oh shit. Oh fucking crap. <laughs> I'm making a yeah. Cold. Like my grass is getting greener. My weed yeah. is growing better. I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> you know, honestly, man, society is in this breaking point of stress where a lot of people's lives have gone unchanged, and a lot of people's lives are fucked. 
they're teetering again. And uh, nobody wants to go back to that. Nobody goes back. Nobody wants to go back to jail. Nobody wants to go back to nobody wants to go back to being poor. Nobody wants to go back to where they once were their low points. And for a lot of artists, especially buddy, COVID was my low point, bro. Not performing, putting on weight, losing confidence, bro, losing the want to like even just fuck and mate and like just be like that dude when you're performing and killing it you feel like the dude and you bring that shit home and you lay it on the white bro <laughs> but once you once i stopped performing last year there was this unbelievable like drop in like even caring about that because i didn't feel like the man on a regular basis like you know if you make a lot of money you feel like the man you work hard all week and you come home friday night you feel like the man as a stand-up comedian where you become the man is working the road killing your weekends making some money and when i wasn't doing that bro it affected my mental health on a way that i didn't even expect i just actually felt like i had chosen the wrong job like oh what a dumb job i'm not essential i saw lots of my friends being essential i was like i'm a fucking comic i'm an idiot and in reality i'm like i love my job and i am the man and uh covid's just a bitch yeah, you felt like uh, kind of robbed of your identity a little bit, right? Because you're not getting my identity. You must have felt it too as a performer. Like, who the fuck are we, bro? We're just some fucking floaters now, dude. I, like I told you, it's it's all like mindset to me. Like, I I have to. I would take. I just got so tired of spinning in negative negative thoughts. Because what would happen every time is like, and I do enough mushrooms to like be able to work this out is a negative thought would enter i would spin on that and then it would it would web into all these other different negative thoughts that would create fake conversations in my head of like hypothetical situations that were just crazy make me feel even worse about myself and i was like no i'm just like tired of going down that that circle so then and nobody and nobody is here saying those things to us it's us Yeah, sabotaging yeah. our own confidence, sabotaging our own success, not yeah. even giving ourselves the chance to succeed because we've already put up the walls. That's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. Well, it's because we have like blinders on. We get so used to one way of doing things. And then when that's changed, we have a problem like embracing the change. We get like frustrated that things aren't the way that they were. And like, it's it's the world's problem and that, you know, but all, wow, all I did was, all I did, dude, was like tell myself, you're not just a stand up comedian. Cause I've been doing this YouTube thing forever. Like, I was like, you're also like a YouTuber. So that just means I'm an entertainer. So I can entertain people in any way that I can, then I'm going to do that. For me, I was like, I've always wanted to try music. If the world is ending right now, let me try making some songs. I had all the time in the world to just sit at home and learn how to like write music and learn how to uh, like make a a song or whatever. And then through trial and error, obviously like did a bunch of music. And then I ended up making like, I think over an, I might have like an hour or something on, on SoundCloud that people can just go listen to now. Cause I was like, I wasn't able to do stand up, So I just took that, that creative energy and put it into that instead. I listened to your album when it came out too. You were you were you were promoting it hard, and it was actually surprisingly very good, bro. Like it, it wasn't bad. Where you're the like, first time ah, was like rough. You're like this is a little underground. You can tell this is a little like I can't really 
I don't really know how to vocal mix exactly. You're also um, no one. Yeah, no one's mastering you. That's your only issue. No one's mastering you. Yeah. You need someone to do that. Like that's, that's a real me. job. It makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you understand yeah. when you do it that you're like, oh, this is a whole like someone needs to do this. I went to school for this. <laughs> <laughs> this is why they yeah, this is how they yeah. get paid to do this shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're no, like, oh, man, I get it. It doesn't actually even sound that bad. I would you should play a clip of yourself right now for whoever's listening in like a final edit of this podcast because it's deserving. You're not you're better than dudes that came from my neighborhood who put in years rapping in backyards and shit. But once they finally got in the studio, they didn't understand that they needed to listen to themselves at the, simultaneously while rapping. They were just coming off. Like, it's like they, it's like they got caught in this tempo. It's like they got caught in this, like, yo, win up, win up. And then they couldn't get out of that. Where it's mm -hmm. like, man, no one's going to listen to that for 10 songs. You have to make music. You can't just come out and rap gangster ass shit. And uh, you need a chorus. You make, you make you music. Need How yeah, many instruments do you play? You play instruments? No, nah, I play like a little bit of guitar, but not not like not. I wouldn't call myself like an expert by any means. What's a little bit of guitar? Like you played when you were a kid? Yeah, I played when I like learned when I was like fifteen. So I I could if I sat down with a song, it would take me a little bit to pick it up. But I'm not like I couldn't just sit there and jam out. You know what I mean? But I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. learning. <laughs> I like learning guitar. I wouldn't call myself an expert, but yeah. But I just, uh, yeah, I, I use an instrument of confidence, dude. That's what I realized is like, I, and my buddy uh, Patrick told me this too. He was like, half of hip hop is just like delivering with like confidence in your voice. Like you believe the shit that you're saying. You know, I, I, I learned something the other day that's going to stick with me forever. And I'm going to pass it on to anybody listening and to you is that confidence is a choice. You make the choice to be confident in anything in life or you choose you to, to, to come off like you're not confident. So someone gives you a little bit of leeway. Someone who comes out confident, nobody's gonna give you leeway. They're gonna expect you to be good. And you're expecting yourself to be good. And that's a choice. That's a choice that you make to, to, to fail in confidence or, or to do well in confidence. And, uh, and, and, and some people can't do it, man. The idea that confidence is a choice is something that we should be taught at as kids. And, and not just taught, but taught to understand. So that way we have more confident people that they understand the reason that they feel mm -hmm. subconscious about something is from choice. The reason yeah, that we're they're scared of failure. It. Oh, yeah. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't build confidence. You choose confidence. You choose confidence. I'm you tell going yourself, to be confident. I'm, yeah, I'm going to be strong about this right now. Like it's That's just right, mind over matter through everything. Bro, people think that the difference between a person who's done comedy the first time and the, somebody who's done it a thousand times is confidence. It's not, it's experience. They have there. I was just as confident the first time I did comedy as I am today. I just know now how to do good every time. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I still have the confidence to go on stage, to talk into the microphone. The same confidence that made me start is the same confidence that keeps me going. But people believe that it's this like, oh, but you're so much more confident up there now. It's like, well, barely, barely. The, 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 the scale on confidence went from like 8 out of 10 to 8.5 out of 10. But my experience level has gone from zero to, you know, uh, thousands of hours on stage. And, and that's the difference, man. Like um, the kid, somebody who makes it to the NFL or the NBA, 
they believed in themselves when they were little already. You, you see it in their documentaries. You see it in like those videos of like NHLers playing as kids. They fucking skate around everybody in their age group because they just believed that they could. You know, Dude, or like uh, WWE stars, like there's like old videos of like John Cena, like wrestling in his backyard. And he like made his own belt and stuff. And you're like, what the Dude, fuck? Like, he made a belt because yeah. he, in his head, he's it's like, manifestation. I, he's like, I'm, I'm right. there. When he, when he was like seven, he was mentally already there. And then he just never stopped chasing that, that rabbit, essentially. You know, I'm going to tell you something, man. And, uh, and uh, I've never really talked about this. I, I, I did that with my own life. When I was a kid, I'd spent no more. There's no show other than maybe The Simpsons that I watched more than Just for Laughs stand-up. I would watch the Comedy Network, Just for Laughs stand-up, old ones. I would do the classic 90s, the 80s ones, the, uh, the, everything. I, I would watch Comedy at Club 54. I would watch Comedy Now, Comedy Inc., Every fucking bit of stand-up I could absorb as a kid, Canadian stand-up especially, I did. Because I thought it was so fucking funny. And I remember watching Just for Laughs, and I remember thinking, and watching Todd Berry. Do you know who Todd Berry is? Yeah, yeah. Like some weird, com- I don't know, whatever. He's, I do like, watch all he- those exact same things. I had them PVR'd like, on the yeah, man. TV. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and I would thing. watch Just for Laughs and be like, if these guys can do it, like, how, how did they do it? How did they get there? I want to get there. I want to do this. This seems so cool. Mm. And uh, every time I've ever met Todd in real life, I always tell him, like, Todd, man, you know, I always tell you this every time, but for real, your Just for Laughs inspired me to make it to Just for Laughs or whatever the fuck. And when we were at JFL, we did shows together, and it was so cool. It was surreal. It was surreal to be there and see him and, and remember his jokes from when I was, like, seven or eight years old. And I would like laugh. He was still doing them. Not <laughs> yeah, no, he did. He did one. I'm not even joking, man. But <laughs> comedy like that. Yeah. Um, even if you think a joke has been done a million times, there's still millions and billions of people it... who haven't heard the joke. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Of so, course. Like... That's the beautiful almost thing about the first lockdown that I was telling a bunch of comics. They were. I, a couple of people I heard were like nervous about like, oh, I don't want to be that guy that comes back and I didn't write any new stuff. And now I'm doing my bits that I was doing before. And I'm like, who, like, who are you nervous for? Like what, what other comics will say? Does the crowd know the bits? Then like, this is all Do new your to best them. Stuff. Do the best stuff. These crowds are coming back to shows for the first time. Make them the best shows ever. <laughs> like Bro, for the first month, so I memorable. didn't do any like, new stuff. I didn't do just nothing killers. new. I just killed. You should have just done closer after closer back. after closer. <laughs> Bro, there was a couple of shows where I did because those were the jokes that I knew the best. And I didn't want to, it was more important for me to build my confidence, remember how to talk into a microphone, remember how to do everything. Yeah. And make sure, like, you know, dust, dust myself off, put some grease back on the fucking, you know, put some grease back on the rubber and let's get her going. <laughs> you know, get those engines going, man. And uh, that's what I did, man. I just did my best bits, things that I knew off my heart. I, some more, sometimes I would stumble. Sometimes my confidence wasn't there. And then now it's like I'm back. I'm going to release a new album. I got two. I, I got actually two albums coming out in 2022. I'm going to be releasing all kinds of shit. And yes. comedy festivals, bro. COVID gave me time to realize that I need to have more pillars of financial safety holding me up. 
I don't just have to rely on live shows and my albums. Why don't I produce more? I have, I, I am, I, I am the ultimate booker. I am a host, a headliner, and I can book every comic in the country because I've worked with every comic in the country. I know them personally, and unless they're superstars like fucking Kate Trevor Wilson or like Sean Majunder or something, then like I like you know I, I should be able to like book them myself. I, I you know, and uh, I realized. Yeah, Trevor told me. <laughs> Kate Trevor told me I reached out to Kate Trevor and he said you're gonna have to reach out to my management because I don't even know what my schedule is. And I was like, you want me to email Barry? <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> so it's and, like, yeah, and if I it's really it. big, Barry can't do it. Like, Barry won't even Yeah, I'm sure. I'm like, I, I don't expect to hear a response. I get it. Like, there's probably way bigger things for him to be doing right now. I'm sure CBC yeah, it's impossible wants to book something. Like Trevor. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> he's like, I'm not even kidding. He's like 10 grand, 5 grand. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's crazy. Our but old dude, like, the, uh, yeah, gone now. <laughs> uh, he gave me a great tag once. Yeah, yeah he was he was great <laughs> once. Man. Why he died? Nah, nah. Yeah, nah. So he's big. famous now. <laughs> he's famous. He's out of our friend circle. He ascended we... into a. <laughs> <laughs> but he's uh, hanging out with Russell Peters on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's in that bracket of fame yeah. now. We're like, oh fuck. We uh, see he's hanging him. out with Angela Sorucos. <laughs> nah. Now Angelo hangs out with them. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's not in the circle. He's just like he just lives there. <laughs> <laughs> he just has like a permanent spot. Yeah, yeah. It's hard <laughs> to move him. That's right. I burned <laughs> Angelo. Angelo, I came for you, you Greek fuck. Viva Portugal. But uh, Viva Portugal. He says. I don't know why I'm making yeah, these ethnic beefs over a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's what few listeners it's all right we're good that's the beauty of this podcast but man you have a youtube channel you should start to get that thing monetized because that right there is going to be another whole pillar of you know i don't know what i want to do yet you know that i've had people work with me i've had teams bro of people try to make videos what do you want to know what i want to do i don't know Mm. man i had omni tv try to get me to write a tv show for them but like what oh, they man. wanted was kind of tacky. Like somebody picked it up though. Some Filipino writers picked it up. It's good for them. But uh, it's like, I, I, I don't know what I want, man. I hate TV, bro. If I, I can't watch TV for nothing, it sucks. <laughs> it's really bad. And because I hate it, watching it, it makes me feel like I'm going to hate writing it because it seems like oh. what? There's so many great writers. Why haven't they broken through? Like, what's the last great TV show you think? Um, Big Bang Theory, obviously. I'm going to fight you. You like that show? I'm no. going to fight you, bro. So I know. I was like, yeah, this podcast is over, buddy. I'm leaving. I'm leaving, buddy. I'm no, leaving. no, 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 no. Last... I mean, people love that show. We can't talk shit like it. I wish we made the money. Dude, people show. were brainwashed into loving that show. Have you ever watched it without the laugh track? It is not good. It, yeah, like exactly. The laugh track is so rampant and high, like high volume. It's you, and, and you, Teddy, man, uh, that's fun. There's like these weird pauses where they like plan for the laughs to like pop in, right? So it's like it's it it's the same way when you're at like a live show and they flash the applause sign. It's like a cue for the listeners at home to also be laughing without needing to see that sign. When you hear other yeah. people laughing, you just laugh out of like not wanting to be like not part part of understanding. 
you know, fucking one of the one of the dweebs on that show might say something like super nerdy and then they all laugh and you're like, haha, I totally got that that joke about the periodical table of whatever. Like you laugh because it's like a social, like you don't want to be shamed of not knowing. Man, isn't that funny? Brainwash. <laughs> I mean, that happens in shows all the time. All like of, you can all feel it. You're like, these fucks didn't get that. You know, like oh, they man. figured it out. They didn't hire writers, they hired psychologists. <laughs> I hate that show. What's your most hated show? This is a more relatable topic for listeners than what we like. What's your most yeah. hated TV show or hated? thing that you've ever watched you're like this is just fucking fuck you uh, um hmm that's a really good question there's so many things that i hate big bang theory how i met your mother anything <laughs> with a laugh track i hate everything laugh tracks <laughs> are laugh track no oh, yeah only seinfeld got away with it because seinfeld's genuinely funny Oh. You're like, this is funny, you know? Like, Seinfeld has a laugh track, and you forget. It's so good that you forget that there's a laugh track. You're like, like I, you know. I hate the um, the spinoff series of uh, these, like, Marvel and DC movies. <laughs> let them be movies. I don't need, like, a, a nine-season thing on, you know, one character. Oh, man, what's the one? Where it's, like, low-budget. Oh, yeah, garbage. Yeah, it's the CW. Those people are just out of control. <laughs> They're out of control. I hate all CW. those channels, man. Those low-budget channels, man. Fuck, CW. TLC is my favorite. Remember when TLC was the learning channel? And now there's yeah. shows like My 600-Pound Life. I, I like, I'm still learning. You know what I learn about the shows? That I'm not such a bad person. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's, all That's what is. I learned. It's like, oh, look at that. That's 600 pounds. I got like 400 pounds to go, you fucks. Get it together, man. Jeez, I thought hitting 200 was too much. Buddy, COVID fucks me up, man. Because I've like, at the beginning of COVID, I got really fat. Then in the summer, I got I lost it all again. Because I, I felt like, you know, I got to do it. Now winter's back and they're going to lock us down. And I'm going to get tubs again. I'm going to get huge, bro. I was fucking huge on roast battles when I when I went when they asked us to record that. It was it was like mid-COVID. I was all fucked up, man. Jeez, but hey, yeah, roast battles, dude. That's that's good. Still cool. Yeah, but I looked fat. Hey, whatever. <laughs> that's like you, think, you think somebody wanting to sign you is gonna be like, you know, everything was funny, but um, you looked a little fat. <laughs> you looked a little pudgy there, Reed. And I've seen you live. You're not that pudgy. I don't know. What was going on? I think that's going to hold back the funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> this ain't uh, John Pennett anymore, buddy. We need you need to be fit. We need the vegan comics. Okay, can, who's your favorite vegan comic? Can you think of one? <laughs> 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 you said uh, mushrooms earlier. Are you still doing mushrooms or what? Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Look, I just picked um, up a huge bag. Check Ooh. this out, like all these mushrooms, man. Uh, I used to uh, microdose daily. You know, you just crush up a half a gram and then go for a little daytime trip. And then eventually it stops get, becoming a trip and it just becomes like a like a vitamin. And uh, it's... Uh, what, what part I, do you it, enjoy the most about microdosing? Honestly, man, I need it for uh, for focus. 
most days I can't focus on anything, but if I microdose, I, I can I can like knife edge focus on an idea and I can execute it a little bit better. Whereas, uh, but I, I, but it takes two hours to get there. I have to elaborate mm -hmm. on that. It takes two hours to get there because for the first hour and a half, there is a little bit of anxiety. There's a little bit of like a fuck that I eat too much. Am I going to get high now? And then once all that disappears and it's gone and it's just back to normal, I have a meal, I have a, something to eat and then like uh, something to drink. You know, you try to like, not be a degenerate and just sit around looking for a high just try to live your life it becomes like a pretty trippy thing because it's like holy shit it's in the background now and now i'm i'm, I'm living my life through this minor filter of a knife edge focus it's trippy i, I don't have any focus I, I legit bro am an adhd artist like i'm one of these people even on stage it's one of the things that makes me unique on stage is that like midway through a joke, I'll go into a tangent about something else and then I'll forget where the joke was and I'll go back to something. It's fucked. Like I just jump around during my set. And um, <laughs> cutting my album back in the day was fun. A lot of people think it's thing. intentional. <laughs> yeah, they think it's part of the show. They're like, ah, he's a wild man up there. You're like, no, bro. I, just, I actually have bad focus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I love how you're just like at any moment, bro. You're like, ah, oh, thank you. I love how but, uh, like you're telling a story, bro, and then you like did that whole improv off the guy with the gummy candies, and then brought it right back <laughs> to your story. You're like, no, I was just genuinely distracted. <laughs> yeah, didn't you see how I asked? The hell was I, I was talking about? <laughs> no, didn't you just want to bring the crowd in? You're like, no, man, yeah. I, I genuinely forgot. <laughs> I saw it and dropped everything. Man, people are fucked. Oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be touring again. I haven't toured in almost four years because I had my kid, so it's mm. been a lot of like local shows, or you just dip to a town for like a week, a weekend, and then you come back. But I haven't stayed on the road for longer than like a, an actual seven day stint in a long time. I'm gonna be hitting the road again, and, and that'll be nice too. Like 2022, I have to like, man, I just want to do something called fuck COVID. The fuck COVID comedy tour and yeah. just do something like that. Because the problem is the type of audience that's going to come out to watch. Yeah, it's going to be all anti-vaxxers. Like... Yeah, man, fuck. Hey, it's man, like, why can't they just get market. normal folks? Their money is the same, dude. <laughs> fuck COVID comedy tour. Coming to a town yeah, like... near you. There will He's be like... great audiences, too. Like, if you just go up and be like, Trudeau's uh, gay, and they'll be like, ah! Both sides would be like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just explode. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. Trudeau's uh, gay. <laughs> yeah, like you're unsure. You're just like, and they're all you guys want to hear. Yeah, because, you know, they're just nutbags, man. These yeah. people have evolved throughout the years to attach themselves to different issues. Before they were anti-vax, they were anti-immigrant. Before they were anti-immigrant, they were... Uh, <laughs> like uh, anti-jew or something like they but there they were just... anti-vax people remember i want to hear their stance are they still anti-vax because there was people that were anti like what was the other vaccine that they were anti man it was Polio. the fucking it was remember the was movie vaxxed or whatever the yeah, fuck it was yeah <laughs> they're, they're saying it gives you autism or something yeah, yeah. What was the autism one? That one's gone. No one even cares about that no, one. Like, was it Jenny McCarthy or somebody that was like? Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was that fucking uh, buddy's ex-wife or whatever the fuck. She's a nut. That lady's a nut. Jim Carrey's ex-wife. This is shit. What a nut. I'm gonna search this. J Jenny McCarthy. What was she thinking? 
She was ahead of the times, that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. She, I guess she, she was published on PBS in 2015. Oh my God, this crazy woman. She has that crazy face too. Look at this. <laughs> How are you doing this? Jenny McCarthy, we're not an anti-vaccine movement. We're pro-safe vaccine. We're pro-safe. Everybody's pro-safe vaccine. You guys aren't special, you fucking bananas. This like, who's anti- Wow. That's how so, ahead of the time she was. Yeah, I, I want to know. I was trying to see if there was any... No, there's not anything really new. I was trying to see if she was tweeting anything like, oh, I'm pro like this vaccine, though. <laughs> you guys are all stupid. Wake up. This vaccine's the good one. Morons, don't take it. Yeah, yeah. Here's <laughs> autism. You're like, oh, shut up, Jenny. You fucking con- contrarian bitch. Contrarian. But, uh, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, no, man, Th- that lady, like people who are like, we're pro safe vaccine. It's like, man, everybody is pro safe vaccine. What about those people? Remember, like the save the children people? Like, we got to save our children. Listen, everybody wants to save the children. I've never met someone who's like, kill the children. Yeah. Kill the children. <laughs> Why are we killing more of them? <laughs> yeah, that's right. There is no opposite to that. You're, you're, you're not. There is nobody on the other side of your like. You know, <laughs> they're, they're creating I, I just, like a fake offense. It's like, who do you think right. is against you? Who's against what, you? You what battle psycho. are you fighting? Like what? Oh man! What, what, oh man! Fifteen hundred AD mentality. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like, Nobody's save our kids from the pedophiles. Who's over here? A... Like, no man. Who cares? Let the kids get. You know, like let the pedophile like go. How are the kids going to get stronger if they don't learn how to fight off the pedophile? No kidding, bro. No kidding. Let the pedophile, you know, it's stupid. It's stupid. I remember that was like, dude, that that part of raising a kid to me is terrifying. The part of explaining explaining to them that there is possibly, potentially, at some point could be a stranger that just wants to take them. And you, this is how you fight them off. I was like, no, bro. You way. teach them right away. My kid is four. That's crazy. You all, and you can remind them all the time. If some stranger tries to grab you, you what you do you yell do? Right like away. You, you're asking oh, stranger, them to like get it. Oh, grabbing me. A stranger's got me. Like you, you draw attention to yourself right away. I don't know this person. They're touching me. I don't know who they are. Like I, I, you never stay quiet. You always draw attention. Um, like. Uh, you know, so you run away. Terrifying. Yeah, and you have to teach them because if you don't, you put them in danger. You're gonna you're gonna raise one of these kids that you see on these Netflix specials that they got touched <laughs> for years and they didn't know because their parents never told them the word penis. And you're like, and the guy and the guy told them that he was sent from God, and that was like their yeah, mission. <laughs> God, bro. Listen, I've never even well, my kids have never even been in a church, and it's not because of anything. I grew up Catholic. I'm gonna tell you something straight up, bro. It is so scary, like those kind of places, because they they used to be they, like that's where parents left their kids. Like I got left at church all the time, part of groups, church groups, uh, like uh, scouts. Like scouts is uh, how do I explain scouts in Canada? You know what scouts is? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. I was in scouts. You know, I was in, I know scouts. there was there was beavers and then there were scouts. That's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like these are all church-led groups. Like, yeah. you know, I would never put my kid in that shit. Now, like, crazy. I'll be, I'll be the scout leader. Let's go. We're gonna go smoke weed in the woods. 
Like, you know, get the fuck I'll out of here. I'll be the scout leader or something. Yeah, like, let's go, man. You know, I I, I remember the shake. Yeah. Like, try and not do a little bit of fucking firewood. Yeah. Sure, you'll be fine, man. I would have much rather learned that from a parent than from some random dude that was had short brown shorts. Yeah, on. why did he have the same outfit as me? I'm a kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Why does he have to wear the outfit? Yeah, he, little, he shouldn't. Little scarf. He it. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the little blue and white scarf on. <laughs> <laughs> He's got all the patches. And every time he talks about uh, it, he always points at it like, uh, you yeah. know, I got, you know, I got this one. How oh, you sewed something? <laughs> yeah, you sewed it on. <laughs> you sewed it on, you fucking bitch. Shut up, scouts. I don't think you did I, that like, shit. I, I, I feel like scouts is a weird thing. Like, I'm happy that you knew what I was talking about. Because sometimes you all know, bring up scouts. And he's like, fucking scouts. Like, ah, nothing, man. Don't even fucking You remember, like, they would have to, uh, I remember every time we came in, they checked our fingernails. They wanted to make sure our fingernails were, like, clean. They were always like oh. check. They would check your hands. Like that was like a thing at the start of everything. You had to like wash your hands, and then they would check to make sure you yeah, had like yeah. clean hands. What was that about, though? I don't know. Weird. We'll Google that. We'll Google that one day and see why the fuck scouts. Scouts probably scouts is weird. We went on camping trips, and I never liked it. Like one time, I got eaten alive by mosquitoes, and then I, I oh, learned that the day that I have, I, I don't have sweet blood, but I have like. A certain type of blood type that mosquitoes just love and i'm also very fair so they they it's easier for them to like penetrate my skin because it's like shit and flaky buddy i get destroyed even by mosquitoes to this day i'm one of those people i can put like off heat whatever the fuck i get murked hand hygiene for scouting meetings <laughs> <laughs> yeah they have a whole thing for scouts canada yeah, look at this. It's probably even gotten worse with fucking COVID. Yeah, that shit's been going on forever. They've been wanting you to have it's your the, hands clean. It's the diarrhea thing. I think a lot of kids used to get sick because they'd go to scouts, you'd eat hot dogs for two days, get fucking murked. Salmonella. It's diarrhea. <laughs> murked with salmonella. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, murked with salmonella. You know what I'm saying? Drop what, what happened to Jimmy? I got murked with salmonella. Well, you you, you have a little Jim Jim, so he got the salmonella. He had the salad bowl. No, no, <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> oh, fuck. Listen, man. Bro, have I gone long? Do, I, no, I, no, I, we're I, good, man. I got, I still got seven minutes or like 10 minutes or whatever yeah because okay, i'm a chatty fuck no and, man I, uh, I can't tell if you're trying to wrap it up and i just no i'll wrap it no 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 no. you'll okay. know you'll know when i'm wrapping it <laughs> i'll just keep chatting it. man i love talking yeah podcasts are like comedy and i'm always like am i running the light right now bro? yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i make it apparent uh, when we're when we're ending it I start, I start plugging all the socials and whatnot. There was something I wanted to ask you about. Um, fuck, right, it was right on what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, with um, getting sick. Have you been sick at all since, like, I'm talking about, like, washing your hands and doing all this shit to prevent COVID, but, like, have you had, like, a cold, a sniffle? Not COVID, but, like, a flu? Bro, I keep getting wrecked because my kid is in kindergarten. Oh, so she yeah. brings home shit. Bro, Dude. weekly, weekly. Petri dish. Bro, I get, I'm like healthy one week. And then as soon as I'm healthy, 
something will flare up my nose, my throat. And uh, you, there's nothing you can do to get out of it because this is how she's going to build her immune system as a child as well. So I kind of just got to weather it with her. Like, uh, like I, I, I eat semi-healthier than I've ever ate in my life. Like I eat a lot more fruits and veggies and shit. And uh, I still get more can't. vitamins. Bro, I need vitamin C, right? Because that's what helps your immune system fight these like common things that your kids are going to bring yeah. home. But it makes no difference. Because you eat too much vitamin C, you start getting the diarrhea again. You're like, I'm sick. You're like, oh, wait, no, no, it's just too you much. You can't eat too much vitamin C. Like, you can't, you can mega dose vitamin C and be all right. Yeah, I, used I can't to do, do that. that. I get all fucking weird, man. Vitamin uh, C's fucked. Yeah. I like that Pedialyte shit. You ever smash Pedialyte? Pedi- Dude, I've smashed Pedialyte when I've been sick before. That stuff yeah, for man. anyone out there, if you can't hold down any liquids, get yourself some Pedialyte. Yeah, I don't know how that shit works, where you, you dose it's your magic. fucking water. It's magic. It's it makes water magic. more watery, bro. You're like, yeah. I'm thirsty. Drink some Pedialyte water. I'm never going to be thirsty again. This is unbelievable. <laughs> you can just feel the hydration just going back into your yeah. body. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah, man. You're like, like right. wow, I'm hydrated, bro. My, yeah, that's what hydrated feels like. <laughs> this water is performing. Wow, my skin isn't flaking right now. This is so nice, man. I, I used to have, uh, I, I've always had gut issues since I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And it's because uh, my mom, when I went to a allergy, we, we, have you ever done an allergy test? Oh, where they do the scratches in your probably. arm? Yeah, yeah. yeah, they do all the scratches in your arm and they do the drops to see what you're allergic to. They told me I was allergic to milk, but not enough that I was lactose intolerant, but that enough that it would like make me sick. And mm-hmm. I never listened. And then, like within nobody a year, does. I, nobody does. You know, you're like, Fuck, it's too good. Milk. I love milk. Yeah, it's so good. Even people who are like, lactose intolerant, they're like, I'm willing to take the shits just because ice I cream have a is guy, so good. I have a guy who, who takes a pill. It's a good friend of mine. He takes a pill so that he can enjoy some milk-based products. You know, people who are anti-milk, I get it. Like, yeah, we're fucking up cows. Bad for the environment. But man, you ever try ice cream? Like, you ever try cheese? You ever try oh milk? coffee with milk like you're like oat milk you're like you're fucking nuts bro yeah you are nuts no nobody percent two percent are up like two percent yeah, whole life. milk yeah get the fuck away from my life bro coffee milk i like that five percent coffee milk that you like it's like kind of creamy but kind of milky and it makes coffee just perfect and half and half is it. <laughs> yeah that's what it's called half and half bro yeah half milk half cream or whatever yeah it's yeah yeah that shit is fire it does it makes you feel healthier it's like light cream (laughs) this is a light cream yeah you're like it's not 10 but not a fucking baby cow i don't need that shit Uh, i get angry because i don't want to i don't want to i don't i i want to be a better human but at the same time like i i go back to the like insignificant speck of dust on a speck of dust floating through specks of dust i'm like yeah yeah Uh, but at the same time do butterfly effect right like your Every every decision you make impacts the storylines of people around you, right? Like if you just decide to go run outside naked right now, your neighbors have a story all of a sudden where they wouldn't have before. And you know what I mean? It's insane that we have that, that freedom of like, you could just make a decision to do something right now. You could just stand up right now and smash that guitar if you wanted to. That's... That, yeah. You're not going to do it. It's but but it's crazy that you could. There's a there's a there's an alternate timeline where you just did that, or where you just were like, you know what, man, I'm tired. I'm going to end here. 
and you just ended the podcast. <laughs> Ugh, the alternate timelines. I used to get lost in like, which timeline am I in? Like, how normal am I? Am I crazy? Am I like the angry timeline? Right? I have a lot of issues with my anger. Like, it used to come out more when I was younger because I didn't know how to control it at all. Like, I just, like in high school, I would like have to fight you for just fucking talking shit to me on a basic level. And it's like, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I'm living in my, I'm living in the angry time. Like, like there's a timeline where my father's father didn't hit him. So my father grew up nice and normal, which means I grew up super normal and I'm not a comic or some shit, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, I, I hate the timeline that I'm not a comic. I'm like, but I love comedy. Yeah. That's why every time I think about like, Oh, what if I had done this back then instead of that? I'm like, I, I just, stop thinking that because i think thinking in the past and having those options is a bit of like it's nostalgia is comfort and i find that we start reliving past memories and thinking oh if i had done this or had done that when we're kind no of uncertain about our future but it's like all you need to do Fuck is that bro build that confidence and be certain about what you want, dude. You choose the timeline. You've been confident for a long time. Like you started young. I started seeing you around and you were just like a little, little dude. Bro. You looked like a teenager. <laughs> How old were you when you started coming around in the comedy scene? Um, I think I was like first tried it in college, which would have been 2011. So I was probably like wow. I don't know, 19 or whatever. And then so you were just a young dude coming around. I knew it, yeah. man. I was like, you look young, dude. And so you were I came like, back uh, and I was like 21 when I think I came back back. Like you're doing it. You're like, I'm going to try stand up comedy. Yeah, I'm going to try to move to the city because I'm from Brockville, right? So it's like I wasn't even from that area. I just went to school in Oshawa and then started comedy there and then came back home and then decided to come back to Toronto. And now I'm I know Brockville. I drive by that shit. What's Brockville like? Rockville's nice. It's like very quiet, very nice, like family town. Like it's not too far from Kingston, peaceful. right? Yeah, it's about forty minutes from Kingston. Yeah, I can see it on an my hour, way to Montreal. Hour to Ottawa. Yep. Yeah, I'm in Ottawa yeah, now, so I'm like, yeah. You're in Ottawa. Yeah, I moved to Ottawa. I left the city because I knew this second lockdown was happening, and I saw the writing on the wall, and I was like. Uh, how can anyone afford anything in the city right now anyway like i don't know how any of our comic friends or or artist friends i don't know why you would want to i saw there was these like uh i think they're called like tip-top taylor lofts they're like down by the water i saw yeah those are nuts i was like these lofts are crazy and i look and there was like but I, i was looking around and i was like there's a lot of homeless people here and like there's a lot of people like cracked out people like on the steps and shit like right in front of this like big expensive loft and i googled the loft to see like oh is there any like you know renting or whatever there was one penthouse that was renting for twelve thousand dollars a month I'm yeah. like, why the fuck would you pay $12,000 a month to like step out and a crackhead is like on your doorstep? I'm like, who, yeah. who is staying here? Like, how much do you love Toronto? <laughs> You're like, <laughs> you know, these people don't understand what they're doing, that their time on earth is being like wasted on stupid shit. Like for $12,000, they could a buy month, that guy a home. In- they could Dude. buy that the guy on the front step a home. <laughs> That's right. Get him out of here. For one one of the one month of the rent. Get away from me, man. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Because you took off too, right? You're like Pete, you pieced. 
Okay, so right before COVID, we were looking to buy a home in the St. Catharines area because it was all we could afford. And it's like a super cranky town, but they had still affordable homes in the three four $400,000 range. So that's where we were looking. And uh, when I showed my dad what we were looking at, he kind of was taken back like how bad the market was. And uh, he was about to put his, our, where we live now, the cottage on sale. So he, we were going to take a little bit of that money and, and he was going to give me a bit for our down payment and that kind of stuff. But when he saw what we were going to do with the money, he offered to sell us the cottage itself. He would give a, he would bring the price down so we could put down payment down and do closing costs and all that kind of shit. Nice. Um, uh, but it also, you know, you explain like it's a little bit farther, like, you know, St. Catherine's like 40 minutes from the city. This is an hour and a half. Like you're going to have to sacrifice a lot for shows. Like any show that I do, whatever it used to be from Toronto, I have to add an hour and a half on top of that now too. Yeah. And um, it, it just made whatever drives I do a little longer, but it's also made my day-to-day a thousand times better, bro. Yeah. Some steps from my house is my kid's school. And a couple more steps from that is the beach. That's you know, beautiful. right around the corner is a grocery store, parks everywhere. It's one of those things where you're like, fuck, man. Like, do I miss, you know what I miss, man? I'm going to tell you straight up, bro. I miss just randomly at six o'clock making the choice to go do comedy. Like, yeah. and I, I just take a shower, go get dressed, just head down to my local club, message the owner, message, you know, message Brez, message Ryan, message uh, Joe from the corner, message somebody and be like, hey, man, can I come do five? Can I come do 10? And go do that and feel like you were like a cool New York comic, just going out of your house to go do some time, you know? Because mm-hmm. you work really hard to get to that status as a comic in the country. Like, you work really hard to become a headliner who can drop in to work on his time. Like, uh, I'm not Seinfeld, but, bro, can I smash seven minutes and make any show better? Yeah, of course. And, uh, <laughs> of course. Like, you know, so, like, a lot of people were really willing to just give me, like, quick sevens on random nights. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Which helps you work out stuff. Yeah. But what? that's why you worked so hard was so that you could be able to do that, right? Like that's right. So you could be that dude. It's like respect. Hey, man. Yeah, yeah. It's respect. Like, yeah, like there's a bunch of comics. Like if Dave Merhage is in town and he messages me yeah. for a spot, even if it's seven, I'm gonna give him twenty. Just so yeah, that like, like, he do knows your time. Like, do your time, go smash. The, the show will be better. The audience mm-hmm. will be happier that I put on a better comic. Or that like, you know, there's a threshold, obviously. You can't have ten fucking sick comics because by sure, the sixth yeah, yeah. one the dream's over but i mean if you have <laughs> two good comedians a younger comic and like some seasoned grizzly vet and you know a guest spot of some rising star that show is gonna be better and um it's gonna have so much it was all about. layers to it right yeah I know. bro being a comic is the dream living in the city was the best i did it my whole life and i really lived my 20s through the city like People ask me all the time, like, did you love living in Toronto? I'm like, man, uh, you know, not really. Like, I didn't get to live. I worked. I worked yeah. all the time during the yeah, week. Man. I was either trying to get, like, a day job together to get some money together. And if it wasn't that, I was at nighttime, I was a comic. I never went to a bar in my life and have enjoyed it because every time I've ever been mm. in a bar, it was for comedy. It was for work. It was for audiences. It was for bombs. It was for kills. It was for something else other than fucking chicken wings in the game, like, you know mm-hmm. and uh so yeah like i never got to enjoy the city life for what it is like i it's like i was an entertainer and, and, and i i don't know i was a cog in uh in everybody else's enjoyment it's weird 
I get you, man. Like, uh, even when I would try to go out to places in the city with people, my mind was always like, yeah, you could probably do a comedy show in here, right? You just put the stage right over there. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. It, it never left. Like, I could never have a good time. I couldn't enjoy <laughs> myself. No, I mean, I do that to this day, every day. Anywhere I go, I look Anywhere. Up, suitable for a comedy show. Yeah. Is this suitable for a microphone, a backdrop? And you like could a probably put audience. a piece of wood across there and make that a stage. <laughs> You're doing construction in your mind. I hate that so much. It's insane. Oh, man, it gave me anxiety right now. Thinking about how many times in my life uh, I've thought whether or not, is this good for comedy or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's the owner? Should I talk to the owner? See what he wants to do? You get the owner's business card. Dude. Business card. I never dude, did that. I would it. always give them, I used to give them my number and I tell them if uh, they were interested to call me. Because mm-hmm. if, they're, if they're not even willing to make that call, they're not going to be willing to sell tickets. And, uh, and if they're not willing to sell tickets and, and do the, the all the promo that's needed, then I don't need that shit. Yeah, yeah that's a, a good way to approach it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to come bring it around to a close here, though, man. But I want to know, like, how you feeling about our word lockdown? Uh, lock, what are we going to call it lockdown part two? Lockdown part two. The return. <laughs> how you feeling? Uh, honestly, I, I thought the podcast was nice. I feel always really self-conscious near the end of the podcast. Like I've got too rambly. So that's why I get oh. quiet near the end because I'm like been rambling. Let the host have a little fucking chit chat, you know, and then uh, <laughs> the lockdown part two part is, is well, is well named bro, because it's around the corner. And if it's not, God bless us. Thank God. But bro, if it is God, fuck us. Fuck this dude, bro. I'm pissed. <laughs> you think it's going to be or no? I unfortunately think it's going to be, I, I I really don't want it to, but I think it's just going to happen as a way to kind of be like a, a little fuck you, I think, to the people who were perhaps not want, willing to fall in line the first round. All right, let's try this again. Kind of one of those things. Great. Um, it's, yeah, Canada is a disaster right now because if you look at like the places that are open, and they have no rise in cases you're just like okay what are we doing <laughs> i'll tell you what we're doing buddy we're promoting we're <laughs> Man. so when things do reopen hey. you need to go follow mike rita on instagram rita the human um then you know when he's doing his shows Cause you always post about your shows on there. You can also uh, go subscribe to the YouTube page, Mike Rita as well. You got some videos. Wow, that on looks here. so nice. I haven't seen it in weeks. I was like, Oh, that looks clean. That looks like the way you're it's trying nice. it right now. Yeah. It's well themed. We know immediately what you're talking about. <laughs> got the weed. Any uh, parting words for our listeners? Yes, man. Please go out there and go be the best humans you can be. Be nice to your animals. Be nice to your parents. Ask your mother and father lots of questions. Make sure they understand that you still love them and that you appreciate everything that they did for you. And honestly, straight the fuck up, guys. If you're still listening and you listen to this whole podcast, truly, thank you, man. Thank you for caring. Thank you for enjoying. Honestly, in in a world with so much to do, the fact that you would listen to two just, you know, local Canadian entertainers, just having a chat means the world to me, and I know that it means the world to our boy Johnny. Is your name actually John? Is it Jonathan Dublin? It's Jonathan. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, you've never gone by Jonathan. I remember you had a different stage name once. Is John Johnny something? What was it? it? Wasn't Rogers? No, I had my. I started with Jonathan Rogerson, and then my first show, someone somehow fucked that up. So I was like, yeah. right, we got to figure this out. Someone said Rogerson, and I was like, what? All right, that's it. <laughs> Check me on that name, Rogerson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, like nope, that's not it. Life. <laughs> Jonathan Rogerson. So you're like Johnny Rogers, Jonathan Rogers. Yeah. It works. And it's just been Johnny Rogers since then. Since I recommitted myself to to stand up. I was like, I'm just going to absorb this stage name and uh just yeah, just run with it. Cause I think I think it's a good name now. That I, I mean can it's mark, a nice name, bro. Yeah. Also I like the separation. I like the separation between like me, who I am to the bank and to everybody in my personal life. And then, you know, because my personal life, everyone calls me Jonathan. So, yeah, like your family calls you Jonathan. Yep. That's so 100%. funny. I can never see you as a Jonathan, right? You're like this young performer to me. You know, you're Johnny. Johnny, that's, you actually, that's the Johnny. brand. That's the, the brand, brand, the brand has been received. <laughs> Sorry, but I got to stop zoning out. That joint that's hit me like okay, a rock. Man. Uh, don't forget to drop a comment down below with your favorite part. And if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, thank you. Uh, please leave a five-star review and let me know what you think. Always share it with a friend too. That's always fun. Share, 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 share the episode. Uh, but until next time, everybody. Wow. That was, that was horrible. Let's try that again. The last, the last episode, this is how high it was before I started. I said like episode 13 and it was episode 14. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, I have no idea. Right out of the gate, anymore. right out of the gate, I flubbed it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't edit anything on this podcast anyways, though. I'm just going to let everybody see every mistake I make. No, nah, it's still next time. that way anyway, yeah. Yeah, let me try a clean outro. But until next time, everyone, stay classy. You've been listening to The Johnny Rogers Show. New episodes air every Tuesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.